Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. And if you're thinking about some new windows or new doors, let me give you a little help to get things started. First of all, you got to go with Pella. That's obvious. And with Pella... There are a couple of directions you can go. Number one, you can schedule a free in-home consultation. That's right. It is free. You're going to get a Pella expert out to sit down with you and look at your home, and they're going to be able to put together a Tom Osborne-esque game plan that fits your budget, your home, your wants, and your needs. So that's one option. Or option number two, head out to the showroom. they got showrooms in Omaha and Lincoln. They are really cool. Sometimes it helps to actually see the window, see the door, feel it, open it, close it to get a better feel for exactly what you're installing in your home. So the showroom is also a great place to go as well. Any direction you go with Pella, just know that Pella can 100% provide window and door solutions to any home. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Runza been telling you about this app that Runza has, and you need to go get it. Just go to the App Store right now, download the Runza app. You can order food on the app, have it ready to pick up in the restaurant. You can earn points for rewards. In fact, when you download the app, you can get five bucks off your first order in the app. It's arguably the greatest app of all time. So go download the Runza app. You get Runza, get rewards, then get more Runza all on the app. Runza makes it all better. Okay. Uh, Welcome back into the podcast, and listen, man, for the introduction to who my guest is today, for, for, for those who are Husker football fans and know the real legends of the program, my guest today is the real deal. He's a guy that basically needs no introduction. He's Jason Peter. He's the ultimate black shirt in my mind. Uh, Jason Peter, during his time at Nebraska, I mean, think about this resume, man. His his he here's his here's this dude's resume at Nebraska. He's forty nine and two. That was his record playing at Nebraska. He won three national titles. He's two time All Big Twelve and consensus first team All American in nineteen ninety seven. I mean, damn, it, it doesn't get much better than that. I've had Jason Peter on on my pod one time. Uh, before it was, it was actually one of my very first episodes all the way back in September of 2019. And if I'm not mistaken, I'd have to go back and check the numbers again, but if I'm not mistaken, that episode is my most downloaded episode ever. So, I mean, th- this dude, when, when he gets a mic, he, he, you give him a mic, you, you got to listen, right? Like that's, that's just Jason. And when you talk to Jason, you guys know how it is, man. It's intense, it's insightful, it's super interesting, and it's also rated R. You know, I mean, this guy just lets it rip, man. This was a fun, great conversation. I was able to sit down face-to-face with Jason for about an hour, and, man, we just we, we, we tackled it all. And, you know, what's interesting is Jason Peter has basically been a volunteer assistant coach with Nebraska football for Scott Frost since about February. So for a handful of months now, 
He's been helping out in the weight room, around the guys, getting to know them, watching them work, all that good stuff. So not only does Jason have a wealth of knowledge about football in Nebraska, but he has a ton of insight on this team in particular since he's been around them for a long time. So it was really cool to pick his brain about this this Husker football team and what he sees from them, and in particular that defensive line. He's been around those guys the most. So this is this was really, really good. So let's get to it. Here's my podcast chat with three-time national champ, former Husker legend, Jason Peter. Enjoy. All right, here we are. It is, uh, it's, a, it's a Friday afternoon. Uh, I'm with Jason Peter, and Jason played a round of golf today. He only played nine holes. I was a little nervous when he told me he said you're going to play golf. Like, you never, you never know you're going to get, like, pissed off, Jason. He, j- he played terrible. Are you going to get, like, good mood, Jason, because he had a couple birdies? Give me, give me – I want your mindset before we start talking here, dude. Uh, yeah, when I left the stadium today, I was talking to Coach Dawson and his son Frankie was down there who's a big golfer. And uh, he, he asked me uh, about, uh, you know, how was it yesterday? <laughs> and I said, automatically, I'm like, how'd you know about yesterday? Right? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like my shitty round <laughs> is like all out, you know, and talking, people are talking about it yeah, in yeah, Lincoln, yeah. right? And, and, and uh, yeah, I was like, it was one of those days, man, where you can feel it building, you know, in your arms, in your hands, and you're like, I gotta break something. I'm, I'm, right, I'm I gotta right. break whether it's a club or I'm gonna punch this this cart windshield or something, <laughs> you know. But like something has to. I gotta have a, a victory somewhere. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Uh, so yeah. what got punched? Did anything get punched? So I was no. Uh, it oh, was you... so goddamn hot. Yes. You know that yeah. I didn't even wanna. Right. Uh, okay. But uh, so. T- today was uh, today was better, um, but you know it's it's not my fault. It's uh, it's always the clubs. So yeah, I of spent, course, you know, went up, had Steve Friesen, who yep. you know, former Husker. He's uh, he's in charge up there, and he's gonna build me some clubs that I can't miss. That you with. can't. But uh, the problem with that though, the problem with that though. Is now you got nothing to blame. Yeah, that's true. Oh, uh, yeah. Know. You know what I mean? I know, I know. Well, we but, you know, it's just like we were talking about. At some point, by the time you drive the car off the lot, it's outdated. <laughs> yeah, right? They're already, right. They're, they're, it, it's no different. They draft, you know, a guy to play. The second you walk in the door, they're already working. They think about the on next who, dude. Who the next guy's going to be. That's dude. right. That's what, that's so you're going to be working way. on that next sand wedge that, the second right. you get that new that, sand right. wedge. You My know? wife is like, what? What do you, Why do you, what do you need 50 <laughs> sand wedges for? You don't get it. When did, okay, so when did the golf bug bite you? Uh, when did I, that you happen? Know, I, I can't really say I have a golf bug. It's, I'm limited, you know, with obviously all the injuries and stuff. Like Jay Moore. Now, Jay Moore, that's, he's, he's the real deal. Yes. I mean, he just, I want to say he just qualified for the U.S. Mid-Am or something yeah. like that, uh, which is, you know, super impressive. You think about a guy who spent most of his life playing football and probably basketball and then stopped, obviously, when he retired from football and started playing golf more seriously and now uh, easily one of the, the, the best players in the state. Um, but you know he's always he, he's he's got a great work ethic. You know he's he, always he out takes here. it serious. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean if you know like what I do is like what you your, your kid would be, you know your five year old kid would be doing <laughs> yeah. compared to what he does. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. For me, it's more. It's not even really about me. It's it's wanting my kids, you know, to to hopefully take up this sport. 
because and you'll learn, you know, as they get older. And now I've mine are 12 and 10. And you think about the 12 year old. Well, she's going into seventh grade here, so she's got seventh and eighth, and then four right. more years of high school, and then she's gone, right? right. I mean, you really only you, there's only a short amount of time that you actually get to spend with them. So whether you're good at it or not, just if everybody's into it at least, and you can go out where it's not like you want to rip somebody's head off. Yeah, every you time can you go function out. through yeah, a round. But that's you know four hours that you get to spend with your kids that's true. that normally you wouldn't. You, you know they'd probably be in in their iPad yeah. or their iPhone or doing something like that. Well, it gets harder to find stuff to do. I mean, I know for me with my dad, like it, that's become a part of like how we spend time together. Right. Yeah. You know, like yeah. as you get older, yeah. with your parents, like if you don't have built-in things where you're living right. under their roof or right. holidays or stuff right. like that, you like have to find ways to right. bond with yeah. them. Uh, and golf's the perfect thing to do that. For. Absolutely, you're stuck in a cart with uh, yeah. you know that person. And, right. And right. Yeah. I mean, a little different than the way we do it. You know, I don't want anybody else sitting in my cart. Are you okay? a solo yeah. cart guy? Well, when because when I go <laughs> and I and it's a bad one. I'm saying things. I mean, I'm I'm talking to myself pretty much. If I'm out there for let's say what's the average round four hours yeah. or something, at least for two hours thirty minutes, I'm motherfucking myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling myself what a loser I am, right. and, and you're garbage, you're shit. Yeah. You know, just give this thing up, take up something else. You know, like I mean, it would be like total. If if a shrink was out there with me, they'd be like, "There's you need something to wrong." Stop, that man. Dude. Yeah. That's what it is. Do you have music going in the car? Are you a music I, yeah, guy? I was not originally. I was not, and I remember I'd look at like these goddamn punks out here yeah. with the music blasting. That's right? how I was. Right. Now, the second I get here, it's like the speaker gets attached to the, to the thing. What is yeah. that? Because I remember uh, I was the same way. The first yeah. couple times, I was like. Yeah. Now, I'm not Mr. Hoity-toity golfer, right. like, shh, right. you know, quiet. Like, I'm not one of those guys going to back off my, my sh- the ball and, like, give somebody a dirty <laughs> right. look. But, like, right. I initially was like, wow, well, why were you listening to music for? But now, now it's... Because I'm guessing that you probably learned from your dad, you know, and that's yeah. how you were kind of yes. brought up around it. Right. That generation did they not They don't do have that speaker. shit. No, they do they not do that. They don't do that shit. No. No, they no. don't play that at all. No, no. Uh, I, do, I wanted to start... So it's, it's Friday, August 13th here. It's the middle of camp. Is this about the time when fights start happening in camp? Like, is this the fight time? Like, do people get irritated this time of camp? Yeah. Uh, you know, there was a little something down there today. We had a little little, little mix-up. But, uh, yeah, you know, that's something that we've kind of been hoping there's been more of. Um, and, you know, to our, our – uh, not surprise, but I, I think, you know, to our – pleasure we've seen you know a lot more of of that and it's more i think with uh you know the guys they want to succeed right and they are tired of losing um yeah it depends on why you're fighting oh absolutely you know what i mean yeah absolutely absolutely and it's usually just because guys are competing yes you know at such a high level and the second that maybe they get beat on this play or beat on that play right automatically they're starting to think, oh, man, like, I hope my job, you know, or, mm-hmm. or was that bad enough, you know, that I'm going to get demoted? So that's that's a great indication of it's it actually – these guys, they care about it. Yeah, it means sure. something to them. You know, if, if you didn't have any sort of emotion or, or fire in your belly, you know, that that's that's the bigger issue, I think. But, um, this, you know, going back to, to winter conditioning even um, and some of the guys that – 
that we kind of have focused on in terms of, of, you know, who we think can be real good leaders and, uh, you know, guys that are willing to get in other guys' faces. I mean, you know how it goes. Yep. And, and, uh, and seeing them start to kind of exert themselves and, and do some of those things that, you know, Jay and myself have spent time with them trying to explain to them, um, you know, without – you know, hey, well, this is this is how it was back when we, you know, like we, we that. Don't want to go know, that well I, too much. I know a lot of you know the 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 Twitter people and oh, everything God. would like to think that that's you know Jay and I are going down there wearing our uh, you know <laughs> yeah. 1997 travel uh, you know sweatsuit yeah, 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 yeah. Right. and uh, you know, but uh, that's the total opposite of you know very. We don't ever bring it up unless they're asking questions about it, and uh, but. You know, it's pretty much just taking all of the experiences that that we've had, the stuff no that question. we've gone through, and just trying to pick your pick your times and your your places where some of that info can be beneficial to them. Um, you just don't want to pound it. You know, can't be every time me on the sideline. Ty, Ty, do this. Casey, do this. Do this. Do this. You know, it's like. Dude, would you someone tell that old dude to shut up? <laughs> yeah, you know right, what I right. mean? Like you don't want it to be like that. And also, you know, they have coaches down there that are that are telling them, you know, that stuff to do. We don't ever want to 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 step on Coach Dawson's toes or, or Coach Tuoti's toes. And you know, those guys have been absolutely, you know, fantastic with this whole thing because I people always ask me about that, and I'm like, you know, a lot of guys probably would not have been super comfortable yeah, with right, that with, right you know um uh, somebody you know like myself coming down there and constantly with you with you and your your guys you know throughout practice because i spend most of my time with the defensive line i'll go with the offense every now and then and spend some time with the linemen but you know linemen are a little different um so my experiences you know generally they're going to connect more with right you know the guys on defense but um yeah, you know, they uh coach T he 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 uh you know would he would want me down there more. You know, like right. that's the way that he has approached it. Like he wants me down there so that, you know, I know everything that's going on, all yeah. the defensive call, you know, everything so that I can be a, another set of eyes just not with technique but with you know, how they're running it within the scheme and right. things, you know, because the way that Scott wants it is similar, you know, to the to how we ran it in terms with the numbers, you know, and guys getting reps and stuff. And you know, one coach can't be in you know two three places sure. at the same time. So it's good to have guys that know what they're doing, as opposed to like people that watch like the TV version of you know on on Saturday and then they get on Twitter and they're like. Oh my God! That defensive end. How the hell did he like, dude? Do you know what the call was? Right. Do you know what they're right. asking him right. to do? He did his job, right. actually. Right. You know? So you just need to shut your mouth because yeah. you don't know. What, it may look bad to your eyes, right. like, but that's not even the guy that you know created. You know right. the the the, the long touchdown yeah. or the right. bust. Right. Hey guys, with sports betting season in full force, with NFL and college football fast approaching, you need a sports book with integrity and longevity, like BetUS. 
You may already know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sportsbook industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. Go to BetUS.com, and they have loads of bonuses. You can join now or call 869-BETUS. That is 800-MYBETUS. You receive 125% sign-up bonus by using the bonus code NICKBAH. That's my code, my name, Nick Baugh, N-I-C-K-B-A-H-E. BetUS is known as America's favorite sportsbook for a lot of reasons. BetUS has all your favorite football games with team and player props and loads of NFL futures and NFL odds up already. You can also bet UFC matches, props, Major League Baseball, plus live betting on almost every sport, including golf. The online casino has hundreds of games. The race book has all your horse tracks. They have every bet type imaginable, and the sharp BetUS Mobile platform is easy with full betting options. So follow my lead. Get your phone online and social sports betting partner with integrity and longevity like I did. Bet US. You bet. You win. You get paid. Bet US. Well, this that is good because I was gonna. So for people that don't know, you're doing. You're, you're down there on a volunteer basis. Yeah. Yep. It, it sounds like because I was gonna ask you kind of like, okay, what's your role? How much are you around? Like, it sounds like you've been pretty intimately involved. What is because, you know, you see the results on Saturdays and you maybe conjure up an image of, okay, what's going on down there? Yeah. And then you get down there and those two things may not line up, right? right? Like, what what has stood out to you with getting down there, getting with Ty and Casey yeah. and all the and Ben Stilley yeah. and those guys? Like, what has jumped out at you with those guys? Well, to start with, I think that we are finally at a point where we have guys that, they're big enough, they're fast enough, they're strong enough. They have all of those things that when you are creating a team and, you know, you go down each position group and you're like, okay, well, this is kind of what we want this guy to look like and this position to look like this and that. And I think, you know, obviously a coach always, you know, would love for a player to be a little bit stronger, a little sure. bit faster, but we've got a team. I feel like there are horses in the, those stalls now that they can compete with with anybody that's on their schedule um you know uh, which wasn't got, the case when no when, it was when not Scott the case got here. right and you know uh, guys like ty robinson um uh even uh, you know like jordan riley uh, the transfer in from carolina has really uh you know stepped his game up here uh coming into to, to fall and uh you know, you just you just never know nowadays with with these kids because it's sometimes you don't know what they're thinking. Like it, it's it's different. Like you know, if we were around each other and 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 uh, you know spent a whole you know shitload of time together and and was involved in practice every day. Generally, I think you know I have a pretty good feeling as to kind of which bush which buttons to push on yeah. you and stuff like that. With these guys, it's different. You know, like. For so long, they've just grown up, you know, looking down at their their iPhones right. and and really communicating with each other, kind of through that, like commenting on Twitter stuff or, or yeah. you know Instagram or whatever. And and uh, so, uh, you know, we've been trying to get those heads up more, right, and right. be able to look guys in the eye um, because that's when it means something, right? Like that, that's you know, it, it's one thing if you receive a, you know a text from somebody saying, hey, you know, I wish you would have played that three technique a little <laughs> yeah. bit better on that play, yeah, right? Yeah. But like when this dude's looking at you in the eye and been like, what the hell happened on that play? You know, right. like you were supposed to be there. Now, now it starts to take on a little bit more meaning. 
And, uh, and yeah. you're seeing some of that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, right. they're, they're good. Who, I mean, give, me, give me a guy. Is there someone that's, stu- that's jumped out at you? Is like, man, this dude has really got a voice, and he's, and he's really embracing it. Well, you know, the, the, the guys that I am hoping are, at the end of the day, you know, the, uh, you, know you have guys like, um, you know, uh, Boogie uh, yep. Daniels, yeah. you know, uh, he's, he's been a presence down there. He, you know, when he speaks, guys listen. Okay. Um, obviously, uh, Ty Robinson is a guy who I'm always trying to push to be more um, because I tell them all the time. I'm like, look, it just takes on different meaning when you stand in front of a group and say, this is what we need to do or that wasn't good enough or do it again as opposed to. And, you know, Cam Taylor, Britt, is, he's a real deal. Like the guy can do pretty much everything. But like it takes on a little different meaning than if one of those guys tries to get in front of, you know, the big guys, right. because it's a different, it's a whole it's a different, different world down yeah, there. Yeah, right. I yeah. mean, you know, like I appreciate everything that those guys do, but it's different when you got, you know, three, six, five, 330 pounders yeah. that are leaning on you right. and doing all that stuff. Like it's, it's just a different sort of beast down there. So, you know, when, when the skinny guys start barking at you, it's kind of like, dude, you need to get out of my face before, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Right, We're right. going to have a problem here. Sure. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, but, you know, those guys, uh, Cam, uh, Cam Jurgens is, he's a stud, you know, I mean, so much has been made of, of the snap thing, yeah. obviously. And it was, you know, it's, was, got to a point where it was unacceptable. You know, that's, we're, we're right. big time college football program. We should be able to get the ball back to the quarterback. But people also got to remember, this dude's never played offensive line in his life, crazy. let alone center. It's crazy. You know, like center is the toughest position to play, especially nowadays, because these guys, I mean, a lot of places, centers are actually calling the cadence. You know, like mm-hmm. they're the ones going blue, 40, you yeah, know what I mean? Like, stuff, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But even if you're not doing it that way, you're still a guy that when you break the huddle, you're coming out and you're saying, you know, 54 is the mic and, you know, yep. we're doing this and that, or you're going to, you know, run to the opposite way and stuff like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that those guys are doing. And I think just being the center, being the guy who, you know, you constantly, every play you're touching the football, you're the guy who kind of leads the rest of the guys out of the huddle. I, I think you're just naturally like quarterback. You're in the, a, a position of, like uh, not authority, but you know, uh, you guys are used to hearing your no voice, question. you know? So right. um, Cam is a guy that, you know, I'm constantly pushing to, to, to get out of his, like, you know, they all have their comfort zones and, and stuff that makes them uncomfortable. And like I said before, that stuff kind of that human, you know, peer to peer sort of right. uh, interaction is difficult for them, but I constantly have to remind them, I'm like, dude, if you guys think like that we showed up and it was just like second nature for us, right. that's not how it was. Yeah, like, I was going to ask you how that, how, what that process yeah, was like was, for you. You know, you, you came in and you were like every other freshman. You were just trying not to get screamed at and chewed at or, you know, having, you know, Coach McBride put up, you know, a play of you running scout team and, you know, getting your ass kicked or, or not running after the yeah. football or right. something. And, and, yeah, and, yeah right. and he absolutely would do that. Um, I think every freshman actually, you know, could yeah. could you use think you some play hard in high school, right? And then, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, oh Jesus, man, I just 
what, what were we talking about? No, it's talking about your, yeah. the process for you of, of being, you know, oh, yeah. how you, you know, so, showed up. It wasn't so, second yeah. nature for you so, guys. So, yeah. uh, you know, you come in and you just kind of, for me, you know, Trev Alberts was, was the man, you know, when I came. And, and he's obviously a good guy, a really great example, a role model to, to if you're a young guy and needing someone to, to look at um, as to the right way to do things. Uh, you know, Tre- uh, Trev, smart dude, good-looking guy, personable, yeah. you know, super athletic and, and uh, talented. And, and uh, yeah, so – from from that standpoint you just kind of watch and you listen you know like we didn't do a lot of talking but it's and in that regard it's different you know these freshmen they come in much more accepted right away right and i don't know if that's necessarily um because freshmen just you know maybe tend to to be able to get on the field quicker now because they're a little more physically prepared you know they all have their private trainers and shit you know coming uh, throughout high school so in that regard they may be a little bit more prepared physically um but you know uh, mentally is still it's you know i don't care what year it is it's still when when you go from from lining up and seeing, you know, kids across from you playing defensive line in high school that, you know, just starting to get hair under their pits, yeah. you know, and right. hair on their balls yeah. compared to, you know, five giants coming out with like full beards and Brendan styes and shit, you know, like yeah. six, five, three, fifteen, three twenty. You know, like grown ass men. And right. It's like, oh man, this is a, this is a this different is, deal. You man. are not in Kansas anymore. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Right. Like it is, it's a real deal. And, uh, but it seems like nowadays it's it's you know the it, you kind of I think they they only do what they know right so they only kind of treat others as how maybe they were treated and not a lot of them um, probably had coaches that you know were really about chewing their ass or real right. disciplinarians you know I mean let's face it high school a lot of these guys they were in probably programs where the coach was like okay, you're 6'5", and you're 290 pounds, and that guy you're playing against is 5'8", 163. <laughs> just murder him every yeah, play. I don't right. care how you Technique do it. Technique be damned, right. just maul him. Right, yeah. and, and then you get here, and you learn it's, it's a whole different story. Right. And, but, yeah, you know, you just kind of – you were quiet when you came in, and you, you listened. You didn't talk unless, you know, they said you could talk. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, you just kind of – you just kept storing stuff in the bank, in the vault, you know, like you're, okay, you know, Kevin Raymakers did it like this, and Christian did it like this, and Terry Keneally did it like this, and Trev did it like that, and and uh, then one day it's like, it's your turn, yep. and uh, you just kind of use all that stuff that, and it just, you know, it just becomes more and more becomes, you know, more comfortable. It, we weren't in a rush to get out of here, you know, like, we, we knew this was like the time of our lives, you know, like we didn't want to go anywhere. I right. mean, Grant and I had that opportunity to leave and it was like, what, why, why, why the hell would we leave? Yeah. You know, like I wish NIL was going on <laughs> yeah, back then, you some, know, yeah, yeah we yeah. could have made a little bit of cheese back yeah. then, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, so, you know, it's, 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 I, I constantly have to remind myself too, especially like when dealing with Ty, because he's young you know he is like i think he he realistically like if you didn't count covid year and everything he would be coming into i think his redshirt sophomore year 
but mm-hmm. with COVID, he's basically a redshirt freshman now again. It's incredible. You know, like he's been like a three-year starter. I know. And he's still got four years, I think, to play pretty much. Right. How that happens, I don't even know. But, um, yeah, and you just think like, okay, like, you know, in a normal world, would I be pushing a guy like this to kind of take on that sort of role? Probably not. You know, he's but still trying a, yeah. to get his fittings and, you know, he's trying to still – you know, figure out how he fits and everything like that. But we're, it's a different time. You know, we have to do things maybe that generally we normally wouldn't do. Uh, but the situation that this program is in, uh, they, they, they got to win. They, yeah. they need right. leaders to start right. stepping up because I am a firm believer that that has been a big part of the lack of success. Uh, not having that guy or guys that push you over the hill. Do you right. know, like you sometimes you just need that kick in the ass. I was here. Tell me if this story is. <laughs> sometimes you hear these stories. I don't even know where. I can't remember the first time I heard this story. Right. Was there a day at conditioning when you were your senior year yeah. that you, that some dude was loafing it? Yeah, that yeah, you yeah. went and laid him out in sweats. <laughs> so To tells the story all the time, right? I I vaguely remember it a little bit, <laughs> but like he had called me over to talk. I think maybe I missed a class or something. Yeah, he calls me over and he's, you know, Jason, you know, I expect more out of you. You know, you need to be going to class whenever they're holding class. Yeah. You know? Well, coach, it's bowling or something. You know, like yeah, some- something and. Out of the corner of my eye, I see this, I think it was an offensive lineman, and we're in summer, you know, in the stadium. The steam's coming off the field, hot as could be. But I can see him out of the corner of my eye, and I can see, like, he's loafing. So I can only imagine what T.O. is thinking, because here we're, like, in the middle of a conversation, and then out of nowhere, I just bolt, right? And I full speed... And I mean, I just take, I level this dude like a knockout <laughs> shot. There was no form tackling. It was just laying the shoulder right, right into him. And I mean, his head hit before his feet did. And, and coach was like, what are you doing? He's like, Jason, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, coach, he was loafing. I'm like, he was loafing. I'm like. Oh, Jason. Yeah. So he likes to I never it. knew. That's one of the stories that. I don't yeah. know if you have those stories. I can't remember the first time I heard that, and I th- like I believed it, but I'm yeah. like, maybe this is a story that somehow is like yeah, no, not true. No, but man, but that man. goes to show you though, like the kind of the full circle of what we're talking about, though. Well, like look, Grant and I were coming back to play to win our a championship, to win a championship, yeah, not to but, win games. We were coming right. back to win a national championship, and that was not right. good enough, do you know? And and you're not leveling him. You're, you're leveling him, but you're also leveling. Everybody oh, else. Yeah. Cause anybody you see a guy, this is what's gonna happen if you loaf. Right. You know, like it, sometimes you gotta threaten guys a little bit. Yes. You know, especially young fear, guys. Fear yeah, is not that, a bad thing. No, man. everybody talks about fear. Like it's you know, fear is a great motivator, yes. man. Like I totally agree. There's all, the fear that today someone's gonna have your number, somebody's gonna be better than you, stronger right. than you, faster than you, you know, all that stuff. And it's like Or even just the fear of like if I don't do my job, yeah. Jason's gonna fucking oh, lay oh, me out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's the yeah. fear of that. I mean, we never wanted to miss practice because there was always the fear that the guy who was behind you, I mean, these weren't a bunch of schmoes that they were recruiting. You know, when we started winning championships, there were good players that were coming. 
and guys that were capable and guys that ultimately went and played in the NFL. Well, you know, if if coach was like, hey, jump in there, they're not going to be like, uh, Jason, is it okay if I jump in <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah, they're going to you know? take your job. Right, right. they're yeah. going to take it in a heartbeat. Right. They don't care if not you are feel bad about it. Or, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, they right. don't, yeah. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors. By Pella, won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple-pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. So, Does being around, I was curious with being back around in, you know, you're on the field, you're in the yeah. weight room. Do you does it awaken that? Oh man, that I love beast, it. Like, or is it, or is that, is that beast caged no, up? No, I mean, I thought it was, you know, but yeah. then it's like, I start like before I'd go out onto the field, I'd be on the sidelines and kind of doing that little like boxers, like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. hot, and then all of a sudden, like the start of camp, we were kind of getting into stretching, and all of a sudden, I caught myself and I was like doing <laughs> like little boxer, you know, jogging around. And I was like, oh man. Like, so it came back. It, oh, yeah. it came yeah. right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, do you like that just feeling? Being in it, yeah, and then like walking in the locker room after practice, and there's that smell yeah, and everything. Right, you know, it's right. the pads and all that stuff, and it's awesome. I mean, I I love it. I feel like it's kind of like uh, rejuvenated myself. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the body sometimes doesn't. I was gonna say doesn't follow where the mind <laughs> right. thinks it is, sure. but. But you know it's uh, it's all good. Yeah, I love being around those guys, and and even if you know can help just a little bit, um, then you know I feel like it's it's worth it. But I I I hope that we're doing more than just a you know a little bit. Um, sometimes we get so caught up, right? Because everything now is out for people, you know, to to read a, this book or that book on coaching, right? And and. Uh, it's so much about X's and O's and who's running this offense and Chip Kelly's doing this and, you know, Belichick's doing that. And sometimes, you know, you gotta, you gotta bring yourself back and remember, you know, there's something that's pumping inside that is a big deciding factor as to how a game plays out or how a season plays out, you know, and that mentality and that fire, like that's a big part of especially football, you know, like, and, and that's not really something that, you know, the coaches are having, okay, today we're going to work on, uh, you know, or how to be, uh, yeah, yeah, how to be a badass. Yeah. Like it doesn't work like that. Right. No. So, uh, just do you able- feel like? Do you feel like though? Because it's funny. Last time you and I did a podcast together, yep. it was the week of the Colorado game in yep. 2019. Yep. A lot has happened since then. Yeah. God, they should have won that. They should have won that game. Uh-huh. That that one. That one really yeah. hurt. They're up 17 nothing yeah. and a half. It's just <laughs> yeah. frustrating, yeah. right? But do you? All the stuff that that has inevitably led Nebraska to be on the wrong side right. of of the scoreboard. Yeah. 
What do you attribute? Is it, do you attribute it to a lot of the stuff that we're talking about? You know, a lot of the intangible things. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think there's still like an element. Like, I'll, I'll for example, today, um, and it's not like I'm revealing any secrets or anything. It's just uh, this is it's part of it. You know, there we had the Big Ten officials came in and we had a scrimmage today, and and there was you know a receiver and a defensive back where. Uh, the receiver caught the ball, and I think it was for a first down. So there's some frustration there, you know, where it was an opportunity to get off the field, and they converted. And then, you know, the D-backs getting slow off of the receiver, getting up, you know, and then he starts to, you know, kind of kick, you know, to get him off right. of them. And before right. you know it, you know, one of them's hitting on, grabbing a face mask, and the yellow flag's coming out. And this was a big, you know, deal. Like, you know, Scott wants and needs them to be disciplined. You yeah. know, like you can't let your emotions like, you know, we want this fire yes. and this, but you also have to know and it's the thing that like Coach Osborne tells the story all the time and it goes back to that ninety four Orange Bowl yep. where we're playing Miami and Casey Jones, their center who also was, like, uh, very cut from the same cloth as Christian, yep. you know, high-energy motor. And it was a huge play in the game where uh, I believe the play maybe had went for a first down or something, and they converted, and the drive was going to continue, and I think the clock was run. You know, we were getting low on time, and, and, and Casey Jones took a shot at Christian when he was down, trying to get up off the ground. And, you know, the one player that everyone thought would react would, would, to it, yes. right, just put his hands up and sure as shit, you know, the yellow flag came out and it was a huge part huge in that play. game. Yeah. And it's like that's, you know, you, you got to know, especially, you know, even though we're trying to promote this fire and this attitude – you also have to know and be disciplined enough to know that, hey, when this thing is for real and, and there are those, those guys in black and white yeah. out there, you cannot let your right. emotions or your pride or your ego get in the way because ultimately it's a selfish decision or move that you make when you end up hitting somebody. And you got to know, too, it's always the second guy that gets caught, right? <laughs> yeah. Always the yeah. second guy that gets caught. But you just can't do that. You, you, you can't. It's basically saying F you to all your teammates. Right. I don't care about how hard, you, you know. You My pride in the moment yeah, supersedes right. all yeah. of you. Yeah, and again, you, know? you can't have that. You can't, right. be, you can't be a winning program with that sort of mentality. So, you know. So coaching moment, teaching moment there, yeah, though. You yeah, know? Like, absolutely. And, and that was something that Scott stressed, you know, when, when talking to them afterwards. Like, we, we just we're at a point now. You know, this is what year four, mm -hmm. where that shit's got to be over with. That's got to be done. There's no time for any of that bullshit. Right. You know, right. like you guys, you, you you talk about not wanting to, to lose anymore. You talk about how 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 you want to do this and you want to do that. But do your actions follow right. your words, yeah. you know, because that at the end of the day, you know, talks cheap, you yeah. know, like and, and I'm always reminding guys down there. I'll be like, you know, yeah. Uh, what you put on Twitter, you know, no, we, we, we don't need to talk about what we're going to do in this season or you don't need to tell the NFL, just wait for me, right. you know, like, right. you know, the best way is you just keep your mouth shut 
and you and you just kick everybody's ass out on the field and all let the story write itself right. you know like right. when you put something out there now that's just you got to back you got to you got to actually think about backing that up right. you know what i mean like it's just you know, I get everybody wants a little bit of prime time in them and Dion, but you know yeah. what? Like Dion's like a once in a lifetime. He's arguably the greatest corner right. ever. You know you what know, I mean? Like, One of the yeah. greatest football players to ever live. Right. right. I mean, it's different when he runs right. his mouth. Uh, you like got to, you are not prime time. You <laughs> know, like <laughs> right. when when you make it to the league and, and you sign you know hundred million dollar contracts, right. then okay, then you can act that way. But like right now. It is team, 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 team. And uh, when you do something dumb like that, that ultimately costs the team, like it's 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 the biggest slap in the face. To but your I teammates. feel like Scott could now. The good thing now is young. This this sounds like a cliche, but young players, it's you know the, it's easy. To be like ah, it's just one penalty. Yeah, it's just yeah. you know right. uh, it's one busted right. assignment. Get off right. my ass, man. Right. Like. I think the thing now that I'd imagine Scott can do is he can point at all these things. And oh, be like, yeah. guys, yeah. yeah, this directly leads oh, yeah. to losing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that yeah, makes one, it. One of the first team meetings that we had this year, he had, you know, a bunch of different stats up there that said, you know, where we ranked in terms of, you know, penalties or this or that and showed, you know, the direct correlation to, you know, the wins and losses right. and stuff like that. And I'm not being an asshole saying this to no. you. This impacts winning. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think they're, they're – understanding of it now they're yeah. they're 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 starting to understand that you can't you can't do that stuff but that also is a product of not having great team leadership do you know like because it's one thing when your coach is telling you after practice or yelling at you it's another thing when your peers are on you about that stuff yes. right because okay now th here this guy you know that uh, is my teammate he's maybe a year or two older than me He's telling me, you know, I'm selfish and stuff like that. Now that that stings a little bit more, no you know, question. than when a coach is saying it. So, um, I, I I really think that I, I don't want to say like uh, you know the losing is, was good for us, but I think it got us to a point where I think that they are fed up with it now. They also have to follow that, you know, it's that not talk. Just, it's not yeah. just being fed up with it isn't just is not good enough you right. know that that's not going to make you into a 10-win team or whatever you have to follow it up with actions um but everything you know that we've seen is is you know they're working hard man it's not, there's not many times where scott or you know uh, if, being just you know a a coach or whatever would say you know we need to start this practice over right. or we need to like there haven't been many moments like that these guys are pretty dialed in um, and the effort has been really good, really good. Right. Uh, all all fall camp, winter conditioning was great. Um, and but it, it's good to see guys, you know, that have really uh, put in a lot of effort start to have like some success out there on the field. And but there's just you know there's a lot of stuff that they don't know. Um, like just. I, I think there's so much pressure on them nowadays. There really is. You yeah. know, like they don't get a second to breathe. And you can tell them all you want. Stay off of this. Stay off of that. Don't read that. Don't read this. They're still kids. You know, they're 18, 19, whatever. They're still going to pick up their phone. They're going to check Twitter. Yeah. They're going to see what, you know, uh, Husker Bob 34521 <laughs> is saying about them. <laughs> right. you know, and they'll actually give, like, Energy value to yeah, what right. this clown is saying, right. even though he's never f played it down in his life. No doubt. You know, like, um, but 
You know, I, I, I do. I think, I think, Scott, they've made a point of recruiting kids that are willing to work hard, um, kids that want to win. And I really believe that what they need, they need to just put three, four wins together. Do you know? Like, and you think about Jake, back to yeah. all of the seasons since Scott's been here. There's always been something, right? Whether it was the lightning storm, right? right where, okay, that's a, the first win of the year, right? That, that, that gets the ball rolling. Or, you know, COVID happens and all. You know, there's always been something to like. And, and yeah, all the other teams have had to play. In no the same doubt, but you're of, right, though. But, that, you know, not, I mean, it's tougher with a new coach coming in. And, you know, like there's a reason why they all schedule those games, you know, right. at the start of the year. Like, okay, we're going to build their confidence up, right? And then they have, boom, one big non-conference. And then you get into the conference play. But, yeah, there's a reason why they, they, they schedule those kind of powder puff, you know. That's what the one thing that Barrett has been consistently telling me on, on the record, off the record, all this stuff. Like, anytime we're talking, he's like, Nick, man, we just got to we gotta get some momentum. Yeah. We got to get yep. some confidence. Yep. These guys got to see it yep. translate on Saturday yep. to start to really kind of snowball it. Yep. And it's crazy. They, it, since Frost has gotten here, they haven't been able to win three games in a row. Yeah. And it's always – you're right. There's always just been something. And yeah. listen, people might listen to this goes, well, that you got to overcome that. I yeah. get it. Yeah. But, yeah. like, because it's funny. Bo, so, Bo Root and I have done this this series, Husker Classic Recaps. We, we watch an old game and we record right. a podcast about it. And, like, I think of the 97 Missouri game. Right. It was just that was a, that was almost a program culture win where it was just like it didn't matter you guys were gonna find a way to win that game and and you think about you know we were the most dominant team in college football yeah. over those last you know four or five right. years but we still needed a break to go our way yes do you know right they and and I'm not you know uh, singing a sad song no. here but like. Scott hasn't had anything zero. Name right. one, well, let's flip it. Know, Name I, one break he's got. I can't. I, I honestly, I, 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 I can't think of one off the top of my head. I can't either. They've all kind of bounced the other way. Every every <laughs> moment that could go yeah, in know. in Frostway in Nebraska way has gone the other I direction. I know. But you're right. That that game, you get a little bit of a break. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I but I but I also think on top of that, you guys had a mentality. You could just feel it. Watch, rewatching that game, where it was like, yeah. Scott came out. He's going to lead those guys yeah. back down yep. the field. You're going to yep. score, gonna and then you, him. and then yep. defensively, guys yep. are like, okay, yeah, it's over. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and a part of that is you guys thought like that. Yeah, right. these guys right. don't. Right. Yeah. And I agree the with only that. way to change that mindset is just stack wins. Yeah, absolutely. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by my good friends at White Castle Roofing, and I've owned two homes in my life: one in Omaha. And now, one in Lincoln. And both times, when I had some damage to my roof, White Castle Roofing was who I trusted with the job. I had some hail damage to my roof in Omaha. White Castle took care of that and did a great job. And then I had a leak with my skylight in Lincoln. My guy Ben from White Castle was able to come over, take a look at things, get the pieces needed to fix it, communicated every step, and boom, the crew was over and knocked it out quickly. Done and done. The crew was amazing, man. They're fast. They're efficient. They were awesome. Cleanup was a top priority. And most importantly, they did a fantastic job. You can't trust just anyone with your roof. And trust me, you can trust White Castle Roofing. Check them out online, whitecastleroofing.com. That's whitecastleroofing.com. White Castle Roofing, built with trust. Proven. 
by time. It's huge. I mean, you know, anytime, like, you start to put together a few wins, and it's like the confidence goes through the roof, man. Yeah. Through the roof. Through the roof. That's what it is. So you know? that, that's big. Um, you know, I'm uh, we're kind of hoping here that we go into Oklahoma undefeated, um, I think. But, you know, even even talking about that, like, try to just keep it – Keep them present in the day. No doubt. Like, don't start thinking about that. Don't start thinking even about Illinois at this point. Right now, we're just worrying about ourselves, right? And and being the best possible version of of of, of us as a team as possible. And just, you know, worry about getting better every single day, every single practice. You know, like you really gotta break it down in its simplest form. Right. You know? And I think it just makes it easier when you start looking down the road and, you know, oh, we can maybe win this many games or, you know, what's going to happen, Oklahoma. Like, we get, we got tough game. Like, Illinois, you think uh, Bielema gonna a, is just yeah. going to roll over? No, he's going to come out. He's going right. to, you know, he's going to want to win that game. I, you no know, doubt. He's, he's won plenty of games and in fans. his lifetime. Like, think about these dudes. Some of these dudes haven't played in front of fans yeah, in know. two years. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden now you're yeah. on the road, a yeah. little bit of a crowd. Yep. You give up a third and two. Yep. They yep. start rolling. You know, yeah. like yeah. those kinds of things yeah. are going to be tough to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. On right out the gates. Yeah. So, I mean, do you – I was thinking about – because we even talked before we turned on the mics about giving the defense – the defense is ahead of the offense right yeah. now. I don't think that's yeah. breaking news. Nope. Can – can Scott alter how he does things to allow the defense to lead the way to give them a chance to win the game? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's something that'll be interesting to watch this year because the thing that I, I felt bad for the defense last year was like whether it was special teams or offense just kind of struggling. Right. The D was man, they were in, they were constantly put in tough spots because yeah. yeah. you've even said you've told the guys like, listen, man, you guys got to lead the way. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Yeah, and. You know, I, I I do like you're not you're not lying about defense being ahead, but they should be ahead yeah. uh, at this point. And defense just you know whether it's 1997 or or you know today, uh, you know usually when we get when you get in the training camp, defense is is usually ahead. ahead. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this year um, needs to be a year where. These guys on defense, they recognize this is an uh, awesome opportunity that they have. You know, places like Ohio State, uh, you know, Michigan or wherever, the guys that had options of coming back, most of them, especially at Ohio State, they left. They're in the NFL, right? So they got a lot of new faces that they got to break in. We don't. Right. You got to use that to your advantage. Right. You guys have better understanding of what your coach is asking you to do. Uh, you've been in these battles before. A lot of those players have not, even though maybe they're, you know, a higher four or five star out of high school. That's don't mean shit anymore. Right. No. That, that stuff's gone. That's over with. Right. So just forget about that. But this is an opportunity where, you know, like you put most of the weight on your shoulders here, right? And we want it on our shoulders, right? That's the way uh, we, we have to recognize that, that this thing's going to go as we go. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity that they have. I, I, I really like, um, you know, when, when they were all kind of deciding whether or not they were going to go Pretty cool come. and it, pretty telling, yeah, too. Yep. Yep. Then and they they love chins. You know yeah. he's he's 
it is a matter of time before he gets his own job. You know, he's he's a real deal. Um, seeing the way he can interact with kids too, and uh, you know, even just when you're around him, like you know, in like a social setting or something, he gets it. You know, yeah. he knows how to you know to to play the roles. Kind of the stuff like sure. say that that you know Bo had a hard time doing yeah. you know like uh, chins it's like second nature for him right and but he's a he's a great coach and uh you know the guys they they, they love playing for him the way that we love playing for charlie and right. that's something that you know you got to have as a coordinator you your guys gotta gotta want to go out and and there's got to be a part of him that wants to, to play hard for you you right. know don't want to let you down i don't know i don't know what i was gonna ask you i forgot this we're talking about the defense the getting a pass rush, you know, yeah. that's the one thing. Like yeah. when you when you look go down like the the defense, yeah. like secondary, pretty fucking yeah. good. Yeah. Linebackers, yeah. Reimer, Henrich, pretty yeah. fucking good. Yeah. You know, like D line, pretty good against yeah. the run. Big dudes, yeah. a lot of experience. So one thing is getting after yeah. the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. How do you do it? Like how does it? How, it's how, funny because I was talk the uh, talk to the scout for uh, from San Francisco today for a while, and that's exactly what we were talking about because. We were talking about like when they had Alden Smith out there yep. and he was just wrecking havoc on quarterbacks. Nobody could block him. And, you know, now they got Bosa out there and, and I'm just talking about like how the mentality that Grant and I used to have going into games was like that we can stop this offense like by ourselves, you know, like we can stop all run plays, you know, and when they're throwing, one of us will get there. Like we knew we needed everybody else, but the mentality was – shit, we'll do this by ourselves if right. we need to, you know, like, but being able to get to the quarterback, boy, it can make a, can hide a lot of deficiencies. It can make corners look like Dion back there. <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? Like those two positions go hand in hand. Right. Do we still need, you know, like pass rushers? Yeah. Sure. I would say sure. looking at the defense, that's the one area um, that we probably – And that's not breaking news necessarily. Right. You know, it's not right. disparaging anybody. Right. Or so, like you know, like, until we have, you know, like a Javon Curse walking through the door or somebody, you know, that is kind of sure bet that when we got to get home, he's going to get there. Um, until we get a guy like that, you, you know, Chins is going to have to – fabricate some stuff and we're gonna have to you know run some games and stuff whether or not we can get home with just you know being in base and we run a lot of sub pretty much in the four you know four man front uh with the amount of uh spread that offenses do so you still have your kind of you know your rush ends and then you got your two interior guys but you know they play it a little bit differently than than say uh charlie did uh um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the value, I mean, there's a reason why those guys get paid a they ton of money. They what they do. Yeah. Do you, okay, th this is, I never rushed the quarterback. I know that surprises you. But help me out with where experience can help. Because I know the only thing I can, I can relate it to is trapping the post yep. in basketball. Yep. You got to know, I mean, that's basically blitzing yep. a, a a guy yeah. with the with the with the ball. You got to know the other three guys. Got to know how to rotate, right. how they're who's yeah. getting what, all those yeah. things. Yep. And the older you get, the yeah. more you learn, the oh, yeah. better you get oh, at yeah. it. Is this where yeah. experience, yeah. where like, where so, you can yeah. dial up some shit because guys in the back seven yeah. or whatever know how to so experience I, with it. I, I tell them all the time, uh, like when we're doing one on ones or something, and I'll 
you know, be talking to the kids, uh, and I'll say, you know, listen, I said, yeah, we're, we're rushing the player on, you know, we're rushing the passer, say, on play one and play two, but that isn't necessarily where we're thinking about sack. We're thinking about setting him that offensive tackle up on play one, play two, right? So, so maybe the first two play of the games, like I always, no matter what, when I was in Carolina, first two rushes of the game, I was just going speed, speed. I was going to go speed because the third rush of the game, you know what that guy, naturally those offensive linemen, they've got all got lazy bones in them, right? He's going to cheat. He's going to think all this guy does is speed, right? So, He's going to cheat. He'll maybe jump outside a little bit, and that's boom. That's when you can come underneath him, or that's when you go speed to power. Do you know? Right. Like, it's not necessarily all the time about rushing the play that you're about to play. You know, you got to set him up. I say with the interior guys, I said, you know, right now, yeah, maybe we're just doing one on ones, but at some point we'll do like full games, you know, like defensive line versus offensive line. And there are times where you want to, like, uh, say, take a look out at the defensive end, right? Right, right after the ball snaps, you kind of give one of these, yep. right? That offensive guard, right, he's thinking, okay, if the defense tackle's looking out at the end, that must mean he's waiting for him to come, you know, the right. defensive end to come down. So the guard, naturally, he's going to turn, but there's no game on, right? You're playing head games with them, right? right? So you fake look out there, boom, and then you just come, you know, go inside. Like, you got to constantly – you're just trying to out outthink them, outsmart them. Yeah, is there a time where it's just you got to outpower them and sure. all that stuff? Absolutely. But this game now, everybody is so talented, and the right. guys have, you know, they, they've been studying like you know offensive line play or defensive line. You know, they all have their private coaches and this and that, and and it's like you just have to, you've got to know the tricks of the trade too, right. you know. And it's like I don't really think I think back to when I was in college, like everything we kind of learned, you know, was from, from Charlie, um, you know, you kind of, from watching film, like I think back, like, man, if like Danny Noonan or Neil Smith was hanging around and telling me like all these pass rush moves, like tips and stuff, yeah. you know, like stuff, how, you know, my ass needs to be up more like a sprinter. Like a lot of them will get in stances and like their ass will be down. It's like, no dude, like we're going, we right. are going, look, get that ass. Like when you see Usain Bolt run, right, like, yeah. you think his <laughs> ass is down. Yeah, like, no, no yeah. his ass is up and he was firing out, you right. know, like, and it's little stuff like that sometimes, you have to remind yourself, well, it might not be something that a coach makes a big deal or a coaching, you know, lesson out of it in the right. first two weeks of, of camp or something. He may only approach it when he sees it's become so bad on film. Well, let's, you know, I think having me down there is a chance where maybe I can see some of that stuff that Tony isn't necessarily focusing in on at that time. And, you know, I just kind of will grab a kid here and there. Right. You know, I don't ever want to take him away from what, what, what Tony's doing. But, you know, hey, think about doing it like this or think, you know, about this. And, and you know, when you're going to long scoop inside, like the other day, uh, one of them was, was running like a slant inside. And he just kind of, out of his stance, he just kind of ripped across the guard's face. And I'm like, 
the way that we want to do it is we want to grab, you know, with our left hand so that then when we rip through, we've got something to, like, counter yeah. our weight on. Yeah. Like, if we just kind of rip across his face, Not but as powerful. Our, our left, you know, our yeah. hand, our other hand is just dangling out there for that offensive lineman to knock us off our path is real easy. I said, but if we've got hold of a shoulder, do you know, or if a guard is, is pulling, I said, you know, just grab onto the back of his jersey. Right. I go, he's going to pull you to where the ball is going. True. You know, like, these are yeah. things like that you don't really spend time coaching a, pl- a kid right. on. It's just little tricks of the trade, you know, that. That, that just that, come from time absolutely. and experience. Yep. Yep. And that's, yep. what it, that's what it is. And, yeah. that, and so that's where I'm like, I already thought the defense is taking big steps, but I'm really excited to see what this group yeah. can do just yeah. from yeah. from acquiring that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I think they're. And and I think they're going to be good. Um, you know, I want them to feel some kind of pressure. That like, yeah, hey, we, that's good. Yeah, you know? you know, it's on us. You know, like right. they can't score, they can't win. You know, that sort of mentality. And uh, yeah, I I, I think uh, you know they're strong. You know, they've got uh, good players at every level. Um, right. You know, Cam obviously in the back. Um, I really like, uh, you know, Heinrich. I, yeah. I think he's a stud. He just yep. needs to stay healthy. Um, I'm constantly trying to get him to be, you know, you're the middle linebacker, dude. You are the guy out there. Like, when you're calling the Sam, it's like, you know, not – Bark it. It's Own not it. like, yeah. you know, you know uh, tight end. It's like, tight end left. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I want yeah. you screaming at right. these dudes. You right. know, like, that stuff, it's like – Man, the line he's Nick's going off right now, you know, <laughs> yeah. like do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that that's kind of uh you know what I think hopefully Jay and I are, are are getting across to them down there that they're even the things that you think are small, you know, like irrelevant, they're not. No. Like they, they have impact, you know, you just yeah. gotta figure out how and when to use them in what right. situation, what environment. Um and you know, that's the the, the I tell you, there hasn't been one case of like a kid not like open to to hear what we have to say. Like they 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 really, I well, believe, are tired of the bullshit. But and they also, win. you, I mean, again, you almost need to get a T-shirt. You wouldn't wear it, but someone else needs to wear it. Forty-nine and two yeah. at Nebraska, three yeah. national championships, yeah. two-time All Big Twelve, first-team consensus All-American, like. Ty Robinson would be stupid to not listen right. to you. To not, you right. know what I mean? Like, right. and and yeah, where he wasn't even born when you right. were rocking this shit. Right. But like, it doesn't matter. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Runza. Everybody that knows my athletic background, you know, I was a quarterback in high school. But you know, I believe in establishing the run game, and even more than that, I believe in establishing the Runza game. That's an original Runza cheeseburger. Some onion rings, double dipped in a homemade batter, a little bit of a pop to top it off. You know, in football, you establish a run. But at lunch, you establish the runza. It's just that simple. So get out to runza today and establish the runza game or check out the delicious salads. You got the chicken bacon ranch salad, sweet berry chicken salad, and my personal favorite, the Southwest chicken salad. You got to get out to runza, establish a runza game or get a salad. Either way, you are going to leave satisfied. Runza makes it all better. When I was at Kansas, when Danny Manning put me through an individual workout and said, Nick, no, do this coming off a pin down. Like, 
you know. So yeah. it doesn't surprise me. It, these dudes should listen to you and Jay. You yeah. Know? I mean, shit, I didn't even really follow college football growing up in New Jersey. I mean, you know, the Rutgers was up the street, you know, yeah. and they were horrible. Um, so, you, <laughs> like, nobody went. Like, you had bigger crowds at high school games. But, you know, like that East Coast, that, that try, you know, kind of state to New York yep. and Jersey and Connecticut and stuff like that. Like that's all about like giants and jets and, you know, NFL, like college football, Penn state that- is kind of the closest thing, but uh, you know, it's just, it's more NFL. So I, like, I didn't know who Danny Noonan or, right. or Neil Smith were when I was growing up. Shit. I didn't even know, like when I started to get recruited, who was even, good or not sure i only knew from a little bit from what christian had in terms of recruiting just because it wasn't a big deal you know college football back there but uh yeah i mean once i got here and that's been something that these scott is is doing a good job of that he wants the guys to know the guys that came before him sure like the history of the the program the school the guys that played your own position it's important, and that's the same stuff that Charlie did. Um, yeah. And I think it's it, I think it's huge um, to know, you know, kind of. It, 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 Coach McBride always used to remind us of the th- who we're playing for, and right. you know, like playing for yourself was never on the list. You know, it was always about playing for the guys that came before. You know, the fans playing for you know each other. Um, you know, and that's something I think that all coaches, whether here, Alabama, or wherever, I think most of the kids that they get nowadays, usually, you know, there's a big part of it where they play play for themselves. You know, like, I'm playing to get to the league, or I'm playing, you know, to – to make a ton of money or something. The only thing I worry about with NIL a little bit, it's a little, you know. It's tricky, man. It's a really tricky deal where you're starting to think more about me instead of we. But at least the NCAA has come out, you know, and been, you know, really good about (laughs) telling the ground rules and shit. I mean, mean, what an embarrassment. Like, seriously. Because I I think, like, I'm with you. Like, like, yeah, it would have been nice in 1997 for NIL for you you guys, you and Grant, and everybody would have gotten a lot of money. I think, like, all that stuff, I'm not anti-NIL, but, I mean, we we got to get some sort of plan together. I I told, like, like, like my guys, the D-line, you know, I was like, this is not the money that we are chasing. First off, we're not, we shouldn't be chasing anything right. other than winning right now because if we win and we take care of business, the money that will come your way will be a lot more than what you can get in NIL. Do you know now? Yep. Do, am I against them making some money to have you know some extra spending cash? No, not at all. Like there's a lot of money being made off of these kids out there, and they you know certainly absolutely there's nothing wrong with them making some money, but the NCAA just kind of was like, okay, go. Right. right. Like there was, there's no boundaries. Right. Like, July 1st, the gate just opened and it's like. Yeah. And now you open the door, like agents are coming in and being involved and all that stuff. And I mean, you got to think like a- agents were like almost like, don't ever get seen. No. Talking to right. An agent right. Or, you know, like, I mean, but it's different, different world down there now. Um, and I just feel like they're going to have to sort of, I don't know how they're going to do it because there has to be some rules being that, broken. That's my thing. Somewhere. Like I'm not I'm not anti again like we keep saying. I'm I'm totally all for dudes yeah. getting paid. It's fine, yeah. but we got to have some semblance of like my the my concern this whole time has been every league 
has a salary cap, has the same right. uh, the same general parameters on how you're building and acquiring a right. roster, right? right? It feels like college football and college basketball, even like the stuff that happened at BYU. I don't know if you saw right. that. With, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That stuff's great, yeah. right? Like, I love yeah. – I, I mean – it's yeah. it's it's great, but at the same time you're like, right? Okay, well, <laughs> in effect, right? They now got a hundred and twenty five scholarship yeah. dudes. Yeah, you know, and, and I don't want to. I don't mean to be Debbie Downer with this stuff, but like, and that granola bar company or whoever yeah. has said that they're only going to do it this year. But really, who's to say that you know business doesn't turn out great for them and they're saying you know what well, we're going to do it again next year? So what? That's another year then. So, yeah, basically BYU has taken the scholarship limit from 85 or whatever it is to, you know, uh, 130 or right. 140. Like, that's and that's fine. I mean, it just I just think there's a trickle-down effect with some of that stuff that, that I don't know if anybody's really thought about. Right. You know? And oh, yeah. Yeah, so right now you kind of – you want guys, I think, you know, in your uh, building – that kind of can have this creative mind about how to right. earn their guys, you know, money at this point until somebody comes in and says, you can't do it this way. Right. Right. Because I can bet your ass Nick Saban's got guys that are figuring out how to get his guys paid. Right. I mean, you saw himself, you know, get up in the press conference and talk about, well, my quarterback who hasn't played it down yet is making, you know, six figures or right. something, you know, right. like, yeah, that's basically him saying, Hey, Yo, Bob, you know the one that we're recruiting to come next year? Yeah, I'm talking to you. That's it. That's yeah. it. That, that is basically like this yeah. is the going rate yeah. to be the quarterback out of Alabama, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's a scary thing. Uh, yeah. Do you – I wanted to ask you before I let you run about Trev. Yeah. About Trev coming back. I like the hire. The more I think about it, the more I like it. Yeah. I think it's great. I think the guy's – in a lot of ways, he's got the same sort of, you know, like former Husker legend, went out, got real-world experience, yep. now coming back to Nebraska. It's a lot of like what Scott did. Yep. I, what, do you, um, what, do you, what do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, it, to me, I was so – I, I, I kind of just – I almost forgot about Trev just because, you know, we – I really was hoping he was going to be the AD – when Bill got it, and I and Bill was great, you know, I didn't have any issues with Bill, um, but uh, I just kind of thought, well, he must be satisfied, you know, right? Up, yeah, up there at UNO, and maybe he doesn't want the job. Um, so I was kind of like, let's, you know, John Cook, you know, here's mm -hmm. a guy who all he does is win and everything, perfect. You know, he's probably at a point now where maybe he'd like something new. Uh, to do and you know the stress of recruiting and doing all that at some point it's got to get tiresome sure. you know but bringing Trev back when I heard it was Trev um, you know I was uh, so happy you know because like I said I mean from day one when I stepped foot at, uh, down there at Memorial Stadium like you could just without anyone telling me I knew who like who the dude was, who the man was in, in that place, you know, and it was Trev, and he just carries that sort of presence with him. And now he's a guy, you know, that, like, people can rest assured, like, they don't have to worry about, like, uh, you know, an AD not qualified to make a decision as to whether or not the football team is getting better or getting right. – like, Trev knows football. Like, right. he can walk into practice, he can watch it for 10 minutes, and he can probably tell you if the team is heading in the right direction or if we're going in the, yes. the wrong direction. And 
you know, obviously with the time and that he was up there at UNO, uh, he had there were some tough decisions, tough decisions that he had needed to, make. to be made. Yeah, yeah and, and you know, whether or not he really had a choice in making them when he first got yeah. there, whatever. But he was it was under his watch and and it was made. And I think everyone at UNO is pretty happy now. Maybe other than some of the people yeah, that you were, feel for them, but yeah, you know, and that's I part understand, of life. right? Absolutely. So. Um, I just think he's he's you know uh, even the response like to the little red uniform yeah you know right, it's right. like you know I mean that's perfect you know yes. it's just perfect like it's uh, uh, I'm just stoked to have him back I think he's he's gonna do a great job he really is and just listening to him talk a few times like to the team it's like. Is that T.O. up there? Do you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, T. O., you, know, you know, you know kind of where he, you know, yeah, who he learned, learned from. from. Yeah. No yeah. I watched that. Uh, we actually, the last game we watched was the 93 Orange Bowl. He yeah. sacked Charlie Ward three times. Yeah. They couldn't. They had to go. They had, it, had it, like a dislocated elbow. Yeah, dislocated yeah. elbow. He's got the whole shit yeah. taped up. Yeah. Bobby Bowden, RIP, uh, yeah. at halftime, basically said, at halftime, he's being interviewed by O.J. Simpson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, we we got to go shotgun the whole second half. When we're under center, yeah. we can't yeah. protect Charlie. And that was yeah. all Trev. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trev was yeah, yeah. on his yeah. ass the yeah. whole game. And I remember, like, he really hadn't practiced a lot right up to that game. Because he mean, did it in the last game of the season. Yeah. Yep. The elbow injury. Yep. And so, you know, there's basically four weeks or something, I think, till till the, the bowl game. And he was probably, you know, I'm not sure if he had surgery or not, but uh, I want to say it was – not until like the last few days before practice, before the game, that he actually started like to take right. some reps and stuff, and nobody kind of knew what was going to happen. And all of a sudden, he just went off. You know, he like, was unbelievable in yeah, that game. Yeah, he, he he was the real deal. Um, you know, Trev could uh, he he was talented, and uh, but like I said, he's uh, you know so smart and uh, just. You know, not a guy who's going to rush to judgment no. or, or, you know, right. like he thinks everything through. He, uh, you could, trust me, I mean, for any Nebraska fan out there, the program is in totally in, agree. in great hands. Not good hands, great hands, I think. So what will game day be like for you? Are you yeah. down there on the sidelines? I don't are know, you, you know. What are you going to do? I try to, try to get frosty to you know hey <laughs> what's, your, what, what, what's your plan with me what, what, right. what do you want from me on game day we you, might have to cage you, you know? up though man <laughs> if you if we get the juices going we might have to be a little careful we saw it, i don't know if you got one more game of eligibility in you man but come back like in old school we we're talking about old school today you know where they have to go through the the, the, the test the yeah, physical yeah, testing yeah, yeah. right and the one guy who's the the mascot jumps through the ball <laughs> the thing of yeah, flame the ring of Fire. Yeah, that's gonna be me coming out before. I bet it Illinois. will be. You're gonna lead him out the tunnel and jump him through a ring of fire. I'm yeah. gonna. I can't wait yeah, to see. It. Yeah, yeah. Jason, man, th this is about an hour. You were gracious with your time. I we need to do this more. I can't Absolutely. believe it had been two years, man. Absolutely. This I was know. great. Good yeah. luck, uh, and we'll we'll touch base in the season, bro. Yeah. Get over to Clean Juice, buddy. There we go. Yeah. Clean Juice. Get out there. That's I need to right. do it. All right, my thanks to Pella. If you're thinking about a new window or a new door, now is the time. Check them out online on the web at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And uh, my thanks to my good friends at Runza. Best fries on the planet. Great burgers. Cheese Runza. Delicious. The food is simply fantastic. Runza makes it all better. A Huda Media Production.